everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on another episode of the podcast. I'm excited to uh, to meet up with two people I, I met at the health conference. Uh, well, first time I was meeting uh, you, Anish. I've met Tatiana a few times. Actually, met for the first time at the health conference. So we have to give our shout out to health uh, since they were so nice to, to have us there. But really excited to dive into this partnership that we recently posted a clip about that you two put together. Uh, so uh, for, for anyone in the audience, we'll let you do intros in a second, but Anish is uh, over at Care Journey, Tatiana's at Coda Health. And I think a great way to start off is uh, we'd love for each of you to dive into a quick overview of your background and we'll talk more about this partnership. Tatiana, you want to go first? Sure, I'll, I'll dive in. Um, so my name is Tatiana. I'm the co-founder and CEO here at Coda Health. And Coda builds tools that simplify a lot of the more difficult conversations in healthcare. Uh, and specifically, our flagship product is around advanced care planning. So we've developed this single source solution that helps patients explore their values, identify a medical decision maker, figure out what their quality of life and treatment preferences are. Um, and in doing so, we automatically create uh, all of the legal documents that protect their care, like advanced directives, medical power of attorney, et cetera, that really just streamline the whole process, integrate with everyone they need to integrate with, and make sure people at the end of life or in a crisis can get the care that they want. Yeah, and Jared, if you could imagine, I'm excited about the work that Tatiana is doing. Uh, Anish Chopra, I uh, founded and am president of Care Journey. Uh, today, we are uh, an open data membership program, and we largely focus on organizations that are moving to value-based care with an emphasis on what constitutes high value and where their challenges and opportunities for improvement across physicians, networks, and across uh, different patient uh, segments. The uh, principle of the company and the reason why I'm motivated uh, with the partnership is that I had an almost a decade-long career in the public sector. It was in state government, it was in the federal government. And I care deeply about public-private collaboration. So where can we solve big problems together? And Care Journey, in many ways, is an extension of my time in government where we've been able to open up more data. Where I get excited about the introduction to today with Tatiana is we're able to shine light on whether or not the country has taken advantage of all of these new capabilities, including uh, promoting more of these uh, more complex and difficult conversations uh, so that we get the best possible care tailored to our individual needs. And I want to shine light on where it's working and where we can make improvement. Absolutely. Thank you both for sharing. So I, I really appreciate the, uh, we, no one ran into a wall or anything, right? During our walking and talking little clip that we put together at health. Um, apparently, you know, I almost tripped on a couple of things, but that's bound to happen. So that's, that's not a big issue. Can we, can we dive in? I would love each person's take. I know you gave us a little snippet, of of what the the partnership means to, to each of you i know you talk a little bit about uh, niche the excitement around working with coda health i know tatiana said the, the excitement around working with care journey um i, I guess let's if, if possible i'd love to get more into the meat of uh the partnership um what this means in the short term and what this could mean in the long term for both organizations uh, and for patients maybe tatiana i'll take this first step because i may set the stage Care Journey has a research license atop the CMS database, which includes the Medicare fee-for-service patients, the Medicare Advantage encounters, and the Medicaid encounters. There's about 145 million linked longitudinal claims, and there are stories to be told. 
And my team was only scratching the surface on what stories we can tell about what works and what doesn't. We, we approach and engage organizations like CODA who can help us understand what seems to be better performance versus uh, uh, others in areas that we may not be as focused on. So advanced care planning has been a longstanding policy interest of mine. My mentor is Senator Mark Warner. This is an area that he's pushed Congress to uh, put into production. And I'm observing that it doesn't get that much adoption, but I don't have as much detail as to the challenges and opportunities. By having a partnership with CODA, I'm getting smarter about what the challenges and opportunities are, and they're guiding us to understand in the public data what constitutes better performance for a physician practice or an ACO network. So for us, it's about developing a better benchmark that we can make available to every one of our members, whether they choose to work with CODA or not, to be blunt, it's about broad industry understanding. And then I hope, based on the nature of the information that we're sharing and best practices, we might foster more uh, in-depth relationships to track the results of these uh, uh, programs and, and maybe to highlight uh, more best practices. So Tatiana, that's how I see it. Happy to get your take. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think um, to that point, a an improvement in the metrics and an understanding behind uh, that benchmarking data, behind end-of-life care and outcomes. Frankly, if we can improve those capacity, uh, those components, a rising tide raises all boats or raises all ships, right? The, uh, the, the fact of the matter is that advanced care planning adoption, despite um, new initiatives from, from CMS, new, new uh, reimbursement codes, CPT codes, performance metrics, continues to stay in the single digits uh, nationally. Um, there, there has to be something there, right? There has to be a reason why those numbers aren't going up uh, nationally. Um, there are, of course, certain players that are doing a much better job than others that are increasing adoption, that are really driving this change. But if we can improve our understanding, adjust those metrics into something that actually uh, is reflective of value driving change rather than simply checking a box, then we can help people get the kind of care that they want and help health systems and payers do better and comply better. And, and Jared, if I can oh, maybe yeah. just build on this notion of partnership. So let me give you a little bit of a early teaser. So as, as, as the data shows, we know the Medicare Advantage chassis tends to support uh, more individuals from underserved communities. If you look at the 65 million plus Medicare beneficiaries, the 45% or so enrolled in MA have a, high, uh, have a higher uh, distribution amongst the underserved populations. There is good news to be said. Minorities in particular are actually engaging in advanced care planning uh, in, in higher numbers than those who remained in the fee-for-service program. So there is some uh, evidence to suggest that the MA plans do route individuals to these sorts of high-value conversations. Similarly, of those who stay in the Medicare fee-for-service program, if you're lucky enough to be enrolled in a Medicare ACO or attributed, I guess technically you don't actively enroll, you are attributed based on your relationship with your primary care doctor, uh, there also we see higher rates of advanced care planning uh, because that is part and parcel of the strategy to create that coordinated care relationship. 
you almost want to get that baseline understanding of the family's goals and objectives. And so that yes. is comforting. We work together to help discover some of those baseline statistics. And as Tatiana alluded, part of the goal is to kind of dig into where we see rates of improvement growing faster because they've figured out a best practice or challenges that we might want to identify for uh, maybe what we would call non-tariff trade barriers in policy circles in case there's reasons uh, people are not getting access to the service despite it being covered as a benefit in Medicare. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just to tag a little bit onto that, uh, you know, I think one of the reasons we're seeing some of these major um, differences between fee-for-service uh, and uh, value-based programs in terms of advanced care planning efficacy is exactly what you what you mentioned, managed care and coordinated care, right? The, uh, the ability to go beyond the checkbox of a billing code uh, to ensure that quality conversations are taking place, that's what truly drives not only savings, but impactful change for families and patients. If we are able to understand and build and measure a process that promotes a more thoughtful planning uh, experience amongst patients and their loved ones, I think we will be able to uh, use that as a, use other components or use other metrics as a proxy for the quality of those conversations and the actual change we want to see. Because at the end of the day, you know, it, it does benefit absolutely everybody at the table and it's a wide open space. Thank you both so much for, for uh, those additions. And, and this is why I like talking with both of you because the conversation flows so well because you just keep going uh, off of what the other person says and back and forth. And um, it, it's really great to, to see both of you speak and get excited about this partnership. The last thing I wanna quickly go over or have you both go over with me and our audience is let's every partnership has layers to it. Can you talk about kind of the next steps in this partnership? And um, either one of you can start. In my mind, I always think in threes, just the nature. So we started with some shared knowledge and we mm -hmm. collaborated to help shine light. Maybe we'll continue to iterate on that. But another is, as luck would have it, many of the Care Journey members, we have about 150 of them, some of the leading uh, value-based care networks in the country are also beginning to learn or work with CODA. And mm -hmm. so there's a one in one equals three opportunity, which is the next layer of the onion. How might we better track what high performance use of advanced care planning, maybe with CODA's feedback on what, where we can demonstrate the value to families, to uh, the, the networks themselves, that maybe the second layer of the cake. And then really, I always have a dream aspirational third layer of the cake. We don't know when we'll get there, but I believe in a new class of healthcare company that's referred to as a health information fiduciary. And in that class, the premise is whether you are extensively required to do it by contract or by other means, philosophically, the work you do should be in the best interests of the patient, period. And I want ideally a magical digital, call it guardian angel, that could whisper in my mom and dad's ear, now's the right time for you to have this advanced care planning conversation and to initiate uh, the very service that is otherwise available, maybe has some outreach attached to it. But in my dream world, you know, maybe you call it the Harry Potter sorting hat. Everyone that is eligible for and would benefit from the service should be put into the 
right house where they get access to it and they can uh, utilize the services to the way their families need it. So w whether that actually is an aspirational part of the relationship or we operationalize it in some way, that's to be determined. Uh, take your take on it, Tatiana. I mean, I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, I, I think it's a, it's a marriage of uh, people and data and without the two working together, um, you don't necessarily have insight into the other side of, of the equation, right? Data uh, swimming on its own can be incredibly value add, but it provides so much more clarity when you have sort of a boots of on the ground understanding in terms of how to make these processes more efficient. What is actually reflective of a high quality conversation? What is, when is a good time to whisper in your parents' ear, right? Having that understanding informs the data. And on our end, you know, being able to create these experiences for patients and being able to under, uh, understand their journey, at the end of the day, that journey is still impacted by uh, utilization, care plans, uh, it's by, by physician burden, um, by all of the data that you guys uh, process and understand and make understandable for others. Well, as always, I'm super excited to, to chat with both of you. I know we're going to have you on again soon. Just it's it's what seems to happen, right? Yeah. Because you two magic magic happens when you start talking about these, this partnership. So maybe eventually we'll have you come on to talk about maybe some of the findings of the partnership and what that looks like or the additional layers. But something tells me both of you will continuously have some, some big announcements that continue to come up. So it could also be for that. Uh, Wish you both all the best of luck. Can't wait to continue to follow the, the partnership and the progress of both companies. And uh, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today.